you have an interest in horses and love learning more about horses, the horse industry, teaching, or even managing your own horse business, then you're in the right place. We would love you to join us on our mission, which is to improve the lives of horses around the world through the education of riders, handlers, and trainers. So get comfortable, listen in, and enjoy. This is another of our popular Listener's Choice interviews, which we're playing over the weekend. We've chosen the most popular interviews for you to select the Listener's Choice winner. If you're not sure how the Listener's Choice competition works, have a look at horsechats.com slash choice for the rules and the leaderboard. Today's chat's been brought to you by International Horse College. We have a mission to improve the welfare of horses throughout the world through the safe education of riders, handlers and trainers, and that's what these chats are all about. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Today's guest is Jason Hill. Jason's been a guest before, and he's come along from Equestrifit. So if you haven't talked to Jason before or you haven't heard about Equestrifit, go to episode number 175 and have a listen to that because it's very interesting, just about using exercise physiology and about Equestrifit as well. So he's a certified personal trainer, but go and have a look at episode 175 if you haven't heard Jason's chat before and come back to this one. Now, Jason, how are you today? Oh, very well. Thanks, Glynis. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, good to talk to you, Jason. Now, today we're going to talk about 10 rider fitness principles. So you're sort of bringing in your, you know, bringing in your exercise physiology background, but why those in particular? Are you finding that riders just don't know enough about fitness principles? We're so into getting the horse fit, but what about getting ourselves fit? Yeah. These principles probably are predominantly what I train, work with every day with riders, yep. and I've outlined some of the, the key points under each of the of the fitness um, yes. principles mm. and um, and how they could be targeted. Okay, now if someone's got a problem, should they consult their physician first? If there's a particular old injury or something like that, what what would you recommend there? Uh, absolutely. Um, yes. Take um, take care with the um, getting a um, the the um, health bill um, and visit your doctor and just check that you know, all exercises is right for you at this at the stage and level of your fitness uh-huh. and and uh, and then you can crack into it. Good, good. Now, the first point you've got is mobility comes first. So what would you like to say about that? So um, with, the, with the training and uh, w- with riders, I, I assess their muscle balance, mobility, stability, uh, their coordination and um, the alignment um, and get some feedback from the riders, what they're working with on the horse and how, what they feel they need to target to improve their position. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and so uh, mobility, um, I put number one because um, having um, elasticity in the body to be able to um, gain full range of motion on joints and to have a, um, the 
a release in the body. Mm-hmm. And so if you're uh, training with already tight muscles, they've got a good chance of tightening tightening those muscles even more, and then that's when injury can occur. So we, you want to avoid injury um, because that'll slow down your, your fitness gains. And mobility is, has a direct relationship with stability because uh, the more range of motion you have on a, a joint, the more feedback to the brain about its potential movement and uh, that um, strengthens the signals from the brain to the joints so mm. they can, um, have um, better control on the yeah. horse. That sort of brings us through to point number three, doesn't it? The coordination and the control. That's right. Mm. Mm. And um, we we just need adequate range of motion. We don't need to be um, uh, be Cirque du Soleil um, uh, flexibility. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's just adequate for our sport or chosen interest. Mm-hmm. And uh, that coordination is really key there because coordination comes from the timing between what's called the intrinsic muscles and the external muscles. The intrinsic muscles are the smaller muscles in the body that sit closer to the joints, and they give a lot of feedback to the brain about movement, but they also communicate with the larger muscle groups that actually create the movement. So it's that intrinsic muscles and the external muscles that sit on top of them that that communication is required. So having that mobility just gives more information back to both of those um, muscle systems. Okay, okay. And you've got the the muscle balance. Um, So we've got equal length of muscles at the front and the back of the body and side to side because riding should be. we, We worry about our horses being straight so much, but... To have your own body straight has got to be important if you're looking at having a horse that's going to be straight. That's right, because essentially the horses are an extension of ourselves and we are an extension of the horse. And so our imbalances transfer to the horse and equally back the other way. So it's important for us to be able to reference what an even sit bones are, even pressure in the stirrups. And know that we've, um, we're, we're holding to our midline, and probably more than any other sport, symmetry and balance is um, very important for riders to, to be able to ride evenly on both reins. But also at any discipline, especially when you're jumping, uh, when the when those jumps get bigger and and the forces on the body are more dynamic, the body knows what it's stronger or stable side is so it will um, typically go to that stronger side so you can imagine um, if you're uh, right right-handed and yeah. um, uh, your body's going to naturally go to that right side and mm-hmm. so it's essentially the rebalancing process is just um, strengthening up the weaker side and it's quite a simple formula really it's just doing double sets on your weaker side and knowing what those areas of the body that you need to target as you can find out with muscle testing or doing some simple um, standing on one leg test you'll recognize what what side of the body is is stronger and what's weaker and you just do extra sets on that weaker side Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i suppose that's related to the postural alignment isn't it the you know having it so that you um you know you talk about standing on one leg but just that whole postural alignment. Yep, 
Yeah, well, um, our posture is dependent on how we move and the quality of the movement. So it's difficult to have alignment without good mobility and stability first. So the your structure is built with um, balanced movement. So a lot of us, large populations, uh, spend long periods of time sitting in chairs and sedentary roles. So the hip flexors typically get very tight and the glutes become weaker. Mm-hmm. What tends to happen in the body is that um, a dominant muscle tend to become more dominant and a weaker muscle becomes weaker. So the glutes or the butt tends to become weaker and weaker. So we need to um, combat that in, in our ex- exercise routines and get lots of glute exercises um, and lengthen out the, the quads. And those glutes are what gives us um, stability on the horse, especially the, the glute med, which sits on the side of the hip on the, mm-hmm. or the side of the butt. They're lateral stabilizers and assist us with, with the application of aids. Um, yeah, so that um, the right balance of muscles around that pelvic area, and that's combination of lower abdominals, glutes, the hip flexors, the quads, assist us to sit neutrally with the pelvis, just on top of the sit bones. And um, that will help us to gain a neutral position with the upper back also. That's the thoracic region. And uh, there is an important relationship between the upper back and the abdominals. So if we've got good mobility in that upper back region and we're able to extend, which just means open the chest and and gain that sense of height through the upper body, it facilitates good core function. Mm -hmm. So so that alignment ties into good core function, sitting neutrally with symmetry on the horse. And I think that's your next point, isn't it, about the core control and the the gain of stability and control throughout all the muscle groups. Yes, and the core, the core. we may have a strong core in the gym, but it needs to work dynamically on the horse. And we can replicate some of those movements in the gym. Um, it's important to, to have to do types of exercises that are challenging our core and are playing an integrated role. So full body movement, resistance band training is very uh, effective for that. Um, because we're having to stabilize against the external resistance of the resistance band and all the movements. And um, and if we're working upper and lower body together, then that's integrated movement and the core is having to work dynamically as it does on the horse because we need um, full chains of muscle to coordinate and to um, fire um, together. So it's like the body's communication network that's happening with um and uh, and the core is central to that never it all it all ties into that core and with um um of course with um building strength and tonicity in the core is going to help and then the brain knows when the body is stable and it knows when to safely output power and innovate the extremities like the, the extremities being the legs and the arms so that we can work with independent limb control. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, proprioception, you know, the feedback to your brain from your peripheral senses. What can you say about that and why do we need it? You know, why do we need it within horses, within training? and What's the relationship there to our rider fitness? Sure. The proprio- 
proprioceptors, proprioceptors all layered all through the body and that gives us feedback about movement and where we are and and um in space and when we're on the horse also <clears throat> we have a lot of feedback through the hands and the feet actually and that um those channels of communication uh, be flowing so we're getting um and with the with the other principles in place, good mobility, stability, muscle balance, the alignment, the core control, then our, our proprioception improves and uh, we can improve our stability, which is essentially what proprioception is, stability. And um, we can improve that by doing variability training so that the body's getting more information about movement. So variability training is essentially Doing less reps and more different sets. In that, um, instead of doing multiple sets of one exercise, you're just doing one set and then you're doing a different exercise. And then the body is receiving more information about movement. And what actually happens is that um, the brain says, right, I, I know more about um, movement. I feel safer to protect the body and it de-stresses the brain. So this has a hormonal response in the body which releases all the feel-good hormones and then suddenly your muscles and your fascia system um, can all work effectively and your confidence rises and your, um, and your relaxation as a fallout of, as a part of that also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now your response rate because, you know, thinking about horses and we generally start off with a, an easier quieter, less big moving horse, you know, so we, our responses don't need to be as quick, but then the more we ride, the higher we jump, the faster we go, the more complicated the movements that come up quicker and quicker, and generally the type of horse that we ride might change, you know, to a quicker moving, more responsive horse. What can you say about, you know, how this helps, how our fitness, how we need to be fit to be able to cope with the responsiveness of the types of horses that a more advanced rider would ride. Sure. Yeah, the um, the responses, um, of course, are uh, really important for uh, safety first and, yes. uh, um, and our ability to be able to have good timing mm-hmm. and coordination of the aids. And uh, responses is improved by concentrated effort on a uh, movement or a task and um, because what they've discovered is with concentrated effort is that um, the pathways, the neural pathways that innovate those muscles get a myelin wrapping. Myelin is, um, it's, a, um, it's like an, a, um, a coating that covers the, the neural pathways. Uh, when we do a certain exercise or a certain movement on the horse, for, um, you know, for, for example, a, ca- a canter raid, and getting the coordination and timing of that, we with that concentrated effort, you get a you have a myelin wrapping, and what happens once you have that myelin wrapping, it speeds speeds up the response up to two hundred times for that particular pathway to res- have that muscle respond faster, okay. but also with the with the better timing. Mm-hmm. So when we are um, doing our exercises. If we can involve more stability and coordination and, 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 uh, and we are 
having to involve concentrated effort, that will improve our response um, ultimately when we are on the horse. And then we can, pro- and that's where how we can pro- progress through the grades with the mm-hmm. combination of all those principles and that res- and uh, and having that um, response as a um, uh, part of every exercise routine. If you're an equestrian coach or a horse riding instructor, or even if you aspire to be one, have a look at the free video series for horse riding instructors on the Horse Chats website. Go there now. Have a look horsechats.com. And then what about the relaxation? Because we can't, you know, like it's all right saying we've got quick responses. But if we ride all day thinking we've just got to have quick responses, we're not going to be, you know, we're not going to enjoy it much. The relaxation, you know, how fit do we have to be to be able to relax properly on horse so that then the horse can relax? That's right, and it's so important to have relaxation so that the m- movement of the horse stays fluid, and you can capture that movement and um, and be able to allow to happen. And if we're tense, we all know that it that it thwarts and blocks movement. And relaxation comes through um, the the whole all your systems working with balance and coordination. So it's a it's it is a combination of those factors when the body knows that it is stable that it's um uh and it and it has lots of information about um about the movement of a horse and and its own potential movement then that naturally has a response with the body at that hormonal level to to help you relax and that's really the the um yeah the key factors there is having all the other components in place and um, it's all very well to to say I, I need I need to relax, but um, if the body's not feeling stable, it it does know that, yes. and um, and it won't output the the power, and it won't. It just in some in some cases people will just freeze mm-hmm. if they're mm-hmm. in a situation where their where their stability is compromised, and that's not ideal on a horse because we need to be able to to make a decision and fast. Yep. Yep. Now, thinking about, again, you know, taking back to riders fitness and fitness principles, and I'm thinking, you know, I've ridden in a few three-day events. So, you know, riding the cross-country, there's a lot of variation of movement. You know, you, you're out, you're sort of standing, walking, and then you're cantering, and then you're jumping, and then you're, you know, you might be doing a vertical, you might be doing a spread fence, you might be jumping up a bank, down a drop through water, there's a lot of different techniques that we need to use and a lot of different movements. And that's after we've done the, the dressage where we might be doing, you know, a, a can a half pass and then a change and then a can a half pass the other way, in a, you know, and, and putting in some more complicated movements and, and then on to the tighter show jumping. So I know we need to be fit there, but how does all this come, you know, with the variation of movement? And um, how does it coordinate together? Yeah, similar to the the variability of, mm. of thing, and it's um, if our aim ultimately we're wanting to um, be as still on the horse as we can and not interfere, so that the horse can balance itself. And if we can be more independent of their movement and be able to support ourselves, then that um, then the horse can perform to its. Um, uh, to its full potential, but that's the dichotomy. Is because 
in order to gain stillness, we actually need to move first. So yes. we need to be we need to be feeling stable with good relaxation, all the other principles in place. And um, and as we know, if, we've, if we're moving too much, we unbalance the horse and it, it makes his job harder. So um, in order to gain that stillness, we need to move first and give the body, as we do when we're out cross-country schooling, like you say, or the, all those um, combinations of jumps, we practice those so that we're getting the download of the movement to the body, and we, so it knows what to do. And we're we're increasing that um, that myelin wrapping around the pathways so that our body has the right response at the right time. And and doing two point work, doing getting up in the stirrups, great for building the core stability, great for building the glutes, um, and then so doing on the horse. Um, riding up and down hill and, and variability and variation of training there is all going to feed in to your your dressage seat and then that, and aid you to to gain stillness and and precision of movement with those perceivably invisible aids in the gym also like a, we were talking before is um, having the uh, that variation in, in all your training um, with um, and attempting to replicate some of those movements that we have on the horse um, in the gym. So, for example, um, a, a really effective exercise for riders, for jump riders especially, is uh, squat rows with a cable. So, you have a, a handle with a cable uh, with a cable attached in each hand, and you're squatting, hinging the hips back into a squat taking the arms forward so that cable's actually an external resistance so you're, um, you're, it's pulling you forward if you like and yeah. um, and so your whole back chain of muscles having to fire to keep you upright and then as you come up to standing you're activating all the glutes and you're drawing those um, handles in towards the stomach and you're firing up again all the all squeezing between the shoulder blades and that's your essentially your landing position. So um, the the hinge back into the squat is somewhat like the movement when you're um, over the fence coming up to standing. It's like your landing position. It's working the same muscle groups and having um, a you're, you're um, replicating a similar movement in that in that regards. Um, it's not always possible to to replicate that, but um, we wanting wanting to give the the, the body as much um, um, information about movement as we possibly can. So that's uh, yeah. Okay, and I think Jason, you've been doing this for a long time. You know, you're already a qualified personal trainer, and I know you're a rider because you're a stunt double for. Um, Tell us about being a stunt double again. I was pretty impressed that you were a stunt double for. Was it Lord of the Rings? Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. So. I was stunt double for Vigo Mortensen, who, who played Aragorn and mm-hmm. in Lord of the Rings, and uh, so there were some pretty precarious um, moments <laughs> there, and uh, it was a great experience. Um, that was um, that was uh, some time ago now, yeah. But um, um, and I've had a been, um, I had a passion for for riding and, and also fitness. 
um, for most of my life. And uh, so really, I started on this journey about 10 years ago and yeah. uh, really um, to wanting to understand myself what, what it was exactly that riders needed for their um, as a core fitness and uh, and so I've um, so I built a um, functional training system for yeah. equestrians, and I work with this every day with riders at home. And it's a um, there's two pieces of equipment. One's a um, a reactive platform that riders stand on, and they they um, while the move while they have movement underneath and absorbing forces, they have to keep coordinated movements and tasks. And um, and then there's another piece of equipment where they're actually seated in a saddle, and that's also a reactive platform mounted on a um, mounted on a system of springs and, and pulleys, mm-hmm. and then they do a whole workout on that so that their core is working dynamically as it needs to in the saddle. Yep. And um, and then of course I have another product called Strapex, which is a um, a home um, training system that riders train on, and it straps around the back of a door and uh, or a wall, and they have over a hundred exercises um, uh, targeting the muscle groups that riders need to um, strengthen to improve their position on the horse. Mm. So, so that's where I've come in the last ten years, and uh, uh, yeah, it's been quite a journey, and it's yeah. Um, like um, all writers know, there's you never stop learning. Every day, there's something new that you learn yes. with. Yes, so. yes, definitely. Yeah. And I like that you said that you know ultimately you're, you're looking for stillness. You know, and in order to gain stillness, we need to know how to move. And I think the ultimate compliment for someone is to say, "You just sit there, and the horse does all the work." And you think, "Yep." Then you've almost achieved what you wanted to achieve, so that it looks like you're just sitting there and the horse is just doing all the work. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Jason, you know, for people who are interested in finding out a bit more, you know, because the whole equestrian ride of fitness, it's a big, big area, and I think you're very well qualified to talk about it. How can they contact you, Jason? Oh, actually, I should say they can contact you at horsechats.com slash Jason Hill and now horsechats.com slash Jason Hill too. But if they wanted to contact you direct, Jason, what's the best way? Uh, I have a, a, a studio based in Auckland yeah. and um, um, that's Equestrafit. Yes. And um, you can find my contact details on the Equestrafit website. Or, or contact me on by email. It's Jason at equestrafit.co.nz. Perfect. And if you did miss those, have a look on horsechats.com slash Jason Hill. Jason, thank you. Thank you again for coming, for um, yeah, letting us know all about your background in fitness and why it's so important to you and, and why you're so well qualified to do this equestrian rider fitness program. So thanks for all your information. Thanks for describing it. And it's coming from not just a personal trainer, but a personal trainer who's also a horse person. I think the combination of the two is essential for anyone that's serious about their rider fitness. Thank you, Jason. We'll hopefully we'll talk to you again sometime soon. Thanks, Glennis. If you've enjoyed this chat, then please comment, rate and subscribe. 
If you'd like any changes or recommendations for guests, then please contact us through horsechats.com. And while you're online, have a look at the government-accredited courses at internationalhorsecollege.com. Registered Training Organisation 31352. Remember that our comments and instructions are general in nature and do not take into consideration your individual horses or your individual ability and circumstances. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please leave your comment below.